0: And welcome to Golf Only Better, our Masters Halfway Update. It's been a fantastic couple of days, an intriguing prospect ahead uh, for rounds three and four at Augusta National. Delighted to be joined once again by Ben Coley of SportingLife.com and Dave Tyndall, Betfair Golf Tips. And now Dave is struggling a little bit, everybody, with COVID. So Dave, you're putting on a brave face this morning and hopefully you're not feeling too bad, but uh, we're sending good vibes your way.
1: Yeah, thank you. I, I just said before, if, if Tiger can get round and, you know, with one leg not working too well, I, I can manage this 15 minutes, surely.
0: You can, you can. We'll look after you. We'll be kind to you. Uh, ben, good morning to you. Um, first of all, it's been a fascinating couple of days. The weather, as we predicted, as we said, yeah, the wind got up certainly yesterday, a very difficult day for scoring. But let's just start with Tiger Woods, first of all. I mean, we, we touched on it. There was a the debate. Would he play? Uh, would he not? Would he physically be able to uh, manage the undulating Augusta National? He did. He's made the cut. Just sum up for you. What an achievement for Tiger Woods to be back A playing and, yeah, to be here for the weekend.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah remarkable. Um, I, I don't know how really to sum it up. I mean, you, you run out of words, don't you? I, which is not ideal for a podcast, I suppose. But I mean, <laughs> I, I think for me, the most impressive thing was, was what we saw on Friday when he bogeyed four of the first five holes. And I thought every I think everybody kind of felt, okay, well, this has been great. Um, but but he'll be stepping aside now and we'll we'll usher in maybe a, a new master's champion come Sunday and um and we won't be talking about Tiger, but you know, to fight back and and still really be in with a chance. I know, you know, history will tell you he can't win from where he is. Um and I, I highly doubt he will. But it's only one player who's burst far, uh, far from the rest. So, you know, he's not totally out of this today. He won't feel out of it. Um, And it'll be interesting to see how he does cope physically over the weekend. But um, yeah, I think I I feel the same as I felt earlier in the week, really, which is to say um, my expectations remain low, hopes remain high um, and just to enjoy it and not really fuss about who wins and even from a betting perspective, to be honest, I think where Tiger's concerned, don't worry about it. Just, just see how he gets on and embrace it. And it, it's been a fabulous two days. A, a lovely subplot to the main event
0: has indeed, Dave. For you, what are your expectations for him over the weekend now?
2: Yeah, it's
1: um, it's been amazing to, to break power in that first round back. You know, when you you just thought, I don't know, it's it's weird. He's so familiar that the sort of look of Tiger where it looks beyond sort of normal. I was trying to liken it to, like, it's like a computer game when you've, you've set Tiger to injury mode, and, and that means he can't hit it very far, and yet he's still, he's still, he can still work his way around, and it's, it's amazing, really. And, yeah, I, what was that clip where I said I'd be surprised if he made the cut? Mm-hmm. To be fair, I think I, I did say that before I'd seen him on the range. I think after seeing him on the range um, at live at the Masters, I did think, oh, actually... You know, he's swinging it well. And other people who had played practice rounds with him said he could play well. Um, so he's doing, he is doing that thing, isn't he? he? He basically said, put me in position. Get his team, put me in position. I know the shots. I know the course. And he's doing exactly that. He's not, he's, he's missing it in the right place. He's using his short game to get out of trouble. He knows he can't hit it very far. And yet, here we are and he's you know, always, always, always with Tiger. The, the greatest club in his bag is his mind, isn't it? And and that's coming to the fore. And, yeah, I don't think he'll win. And you wonder whether the score might creep up each day as he gets tired. Mm-hmm. But it's brilliant to see him there, isn't it? It's just brilliant.
0: Amazing. And, yeah, you're mm-hmm. right that the, the mentals, you don't need to explain what he's done in terms of the, the resilience and the ability to come back from setback after setback. But to see him navigate use the strategy and plot him plot his way around augusta national it's a joy to behold and it has it's been a fantastic watch for the opening couple of days uh before we get sort of onto the the tips and the bets into the weekend just let's just reflect on scotty sheffler again you know the world number one this this hot runner form ben how how impressive is it that he's that he's still able to keep this momentum going I mean, it's one thing getting hot but it's another thing staying hot
2: yeah i mean he he is so mature isn't he and uh I do think we've seen having Ted Scott as, as they've, they've clearly just clicked. Um, it's just such a great relationship they have. And look, he hit some bad shots yesterday, and he tied the best score of the day. <laughs> yeah. He could have, you know, he had a he had a good chance to to shoot sixty six with that birdie put on the final hole, which I think we all felt he would he would make. And it was probably the first time he looked a little bit tentative, not really getting it to the hole. Um, Look, he's fourth off the tee. He's fifth around the green. He's fifth and putting. He's 12th in approach. It all adds up to a five shot lead. Um, Jordan Speed had a five shot lead. Speed shot 70 70 over the weekend and won by four. And if Scheffler shoots 70 shoot 70 over the weekend, he he might win by five or six. So he he's, he's going to be hard to beat. I, I was a little bit surprised that he's bigger than even money on the exchange, to be honest with you. I'd rather back him than the field. Um, he's been outrageously good. And I think that the thing that, that, I suppose away from the stats and all the analysis and stuff, when he stands over an eight-foot putt for par, I think he's going to make it, and that's a testament to the strides he's taken over the last six months. Um, he just looks rock solid. Um, and yeah, you know, it's a it's a big ask to go and lead like this in a Masters, but I think having that lead at halfway rather than into the final round. He's kind of a free roll at it if he plays well today he could be seven or eight clear if he doesn't well he's still gonna have a chance to win the masters and that might be quite a liberating feeling so um yeah I, I think he'll win to be honest with you.
0: Yeah it's a good point and and Dave just your your reflection on a the performance so far but just mentally how does he handle Ben made a good point you know it's it's a 36 hole lead it's not 54 hole but how does he how does he deal with the expectation now or do you, do you think the fact that he is world number one and he's been dealing with it because he's been playing so well and winning big events on the PJ Tour, you expect him to continue in, in, in that vein of form?
1: Yeah, he's got that lovely <clears throat> sort of simplistic way of, of thinking where the interview him and he, he just said, oh, my game's in a good spot. It's not it's not too high. It's not too low. It's just he knows he's playing well. He absolutely knows it. He, he even mentioned um, being like Bernard Langer yesterday. So you can imagine Rory's talked about. Rory sounds really sort of against being conservative, negative. If it's a really, oh, I don't want to be conservative. I, that's not my natural game plan. But Scottish is happy to do that. If his caddy's saying, oh, let's be like Bernard Langer, it's like a sort of feather and yeah, let's do that because he won twice. Why wouldn't you want to be like Bernard Langer? And, he, and he's still contending nowadays. It's It just looks like he's not overthinking it. If this was Rory with a big lead, Oh, the press conference, he would be tying himself in knots, trying to talk his way out of it. But, but Scotty Scheffler, he just knows he's winning. He knows he's playing great. And like Ben says, you, you know what's going to happen. You know, fine, well, he's going to birdie 13 and 15. You know when the flag's down the bottom of 16, you know he's going to hit the, to the right and it's going to trickle down. You, you just know what's coming. It's a really sort of great place to be in for Scotty Scheffler. And unlike Ben, I, th- I think he's, he's a decent, Was he 21 to 20? I'd back him, yeah, at halfway. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. The, not overthinking. We've seen the benefits of that in golf and maturity for his age, what, 25 years? He, he's a class act and, yeah, keeping it simple worked so well and, yeah, really good for the opening couple of days and I'm with you. I think he'll go on to uh, pick up his first major championship. So, Ben, come on then. Tell me your picks pre-masters. Remind listeners who they were and how they're doing at the halfway stage.
2: Yeah, we had a good day yesterday, but obviously... Scheffler went and did that but I've got Shane Lowry in second shot 68 he was absolutely brilliant I mean it's a shame he didn't birdie the last he had a really good chance he sort of had, he had chances everywhere yesterday after the chip in on 10 which really changed his his tournament um, really because he could easily have you can you can make a double bogey there um, and he made birdie so after that he really he played beautifully and I do think he'll be there I, I'm, I'm fairly confident that if Scheffler were to stumble then Lowry's probably one of the two or three you'd you'd think would pick him up. Um, I've got Zalatoris, Neiman and Thomas all tied 10th. Usually good chance, but the seven shots back. Um, so we need help. Um, it was really frustrating to watch Joaquin Neiman make a double bogey on the last hole yesterday. Um when it, you know, it's one of those classic Augusta doubles where he, if he carries the bunker, he's got a birdie part. He didn't. So he was fighting for par and he probably could have learned a little something from the man he was playing with there because he was a bit greedy with his with his uh, par attempt. But look, I've got four in the top ten. But the nature of this tournament is that um they all need a favor now. Um so we'll see if we get it. But um I'm pretty Please, to be honest with you on balance because particularly Thomas the way he played on Thursday you just feel like a bit of an idiot um and to fight back and shoot 67 and it really could have been 64 um you know he's there isn't he if you shoot 67 again today then he'll be it'll be the one asking questions so we live in hope.
0: I'm with you didn't see Thursday coming but yesterday we saw his quality to uh, put himself back in contention. Uh, Dave what about you pre-tournament picks how are they faring and how are you looking yeah. for the weekend?
1: Yeah, a bit mixed. I'll start with the rubbish first. So Xander Schaffelet missed the cut. What, how did that happen? Brooks Koepker and Jordan Spieth missed cut. I mean, who would have had those three not playing the weekend? Uh, so that was poor. I've been watching Daniel Berger on the <clears throat> on the shot tracker quite a lot and just reminding myself that there's no way he's going to win the Masters. Why have I backed him? Um, he might... <laughs> I don't know. It's it's the swing, isn't it? The swing that he just doesn't it's not pretty to watch. So maybe that doesn't help if you've seen lots of him. No pictures on time. the scorecard, Dave. Well uh, yeah, that's very true. Um I mean he could muddle into 10th. I guess we would pay in 10 places. The the better news is Robert McIntyre is 23rd. So I put him up each way for those 10 places. Now he was about the same position in the last masters and finished twelfth which obviously is a bit short, but I did note that in the Open Championship where he's finished 6th and 8th, his halfway positions were 65th and 25th. So he's a guy who can play well on the the weekend of majors. So I'm quietly confident that he might come through. I saw him interviewed. He said he's not actually done any magic yet. He says he's playing really well, but it's not quite got there. But I think the scope for him, again, I've watched him quite a bit. He's someone who can suddenly go birdie-birdie quite quickly when with others it seems like, oh, they've dropped a couple of shots. When are, when are they ever going to get this back? But he can go boom-boom quite quickly. The, the other sort of good news is we quite a few of us, the regular contributors, did a little thing called a pound bet for Augusta where anybody wanted a pound on the exchange, um, we put up a decent bet. So I my pound went on Shane Lowry at 55 on the exchange, so that's looking quite good. Of course, it would look even better if Scottish Scheffler wasn't there, but we'll see.
0: And what about the markets for the weekend then? What are you thinking in terms of the exchange and, and the sports book and, and maybe uh, a couple of names, a couple of players a little bit down the betting? Yeah,
2: I, I, it's one of those things, isn't it? You're sort of forced to start scouting around the, the, the side markets because I do think the outright market's very difficult because... Um, it's so bunched behind Scheffler, but I, I I think he'll win. So I've been looking to the side markets. I did think Sergio Garcia, a player you were fairly keen on before the tournament, like he, his, his long game stats. And there will be some people who roll their eyes and say, well, obviously that's Sergio Garcia, but it hasn't been um, the last few weeks. But his long game has been as good as Scheffler's. Um, His short game has been really, really poor. Now, he's level with John Rahm. They're the only two Spaniards and they bet two to one Sergio, you know, over 36 holes starting level when he's the one who's hit the ball. He's hit far better than Rahm. And I think Rahm will be disappointed. Whereas Garcia, the way he's played in majors, he might be quite pleased to be 23rd going into the weekend. So I thought in a head to head two to one about Garcia was fair. But the one I really like um, is... Uh, J.J. Spawn, last week's winner. You can back him with the sports sportsbook uh, to be the top debutant. And he's actually fourth in the betting um, at nine to one. Harold Varner's only two shots ahead of him. And Harold Varner's 11 to 10. Now, 11 to 10 to nine to one between Varner and Spawn is a big, uh, a big leap for two shots. Um, and although I think there are nine... Yeah, there are nine debutants who've made the weekend, so you can bet each way as well. I think JJ Spawn is fairly common for people who get that last ticket to the Masters to play better than we perhaps think they might. I think nine to one JJ Spawn. I'll give that my vote for the best bet of the weekend. But just one more is is McIntyre. I agree with Dave. I think he can go really well this weekend. Um, They kind of price it as a match between him and Bubba, top left-hander. I'd take McIntyre in that. They're level and they're the only two left.
0: Good stuff. And Dave, anything for you in terms of the side markets and anyone off the pace? You've got a, a sneaky eye on over the weekend.
1: Yeah, ju- just to back that up, McIntyre sort of promise with, with, with an actual bet, he, he's 3-1 to one to finish in the top 20. Well, he's, he's 23rd now. I think that's a great yeah. price for someone who's proved they can do it on the weekend. Um, I will also just slightly just as a sort of cheerleader kind of bet, Tiger, Tiger is 6-4 to four to shoot par or better today. You could argue that's, you could argue not for that, but six to four that you can cheer every shot of Tigers. I think that's a quite a nice way to enjoy your evening. If, if, um, if Scottish Shetler does come back to the field, I only think there's two players who can catch him. Yeah. That's Shane Lowry and Dustin Johnson. So you could have a little bit on those. Um, if you look at the bogey stats, which is always a good point st- who's making the fewest mistakes. Dustin Johnson's only made three bogeys this week. That's joint best or worst, however you say it, with um, with Scheffler. So Johnson, again, he, he said his drive is not very good, but he's hitting a lot of three. And again, he's just plotting his way around and he's happy to do that. So, yeah, they would be my two against the field. Or maybe if a market emerges about without Scheffler, I'd, they'd be my two to take, you know, to, to cash in. Excellent. Okay, Good stuff, guys. And obviously
0: it's going to be intriguing I mean, Ben. Just a quick word on on weekend conditions as well. It's set to be pretty similar, isn't it? A little little cooler, and perhaps the breeze. You know, the breeze is going to be a factor. So you're going to look at players who, typically, you know, maybe a, a Shane Lowry who could prosper in these sort of conditions.
2: Yeah, and he was talking about that um, last night in his interview, talking about his ball and how happy he is I'm doing a bit for his uh, for his sponsors there. But you yeah. know, it, it, it very very genuine the way he he speaks. Obviously, Shane he doesn't doesn't hide anything, and 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 it is. I, I, you know, it is a good setup for him. It really is. And it, it was a funny one in round one. You know, he, he shot one over. He got himself to one under with four holes to play. And he, he hit a wedge in the water on 15. And he'd have been furious with himself. And I think it's a mark of how well he's playing, how much faith he has in himself and, and how he feels he belongs in these big events that... Um, he came back and did what he did yesterday. So, yeah, conditions definitely in his favour. Look, I don't think we should be flippant about the task ahead of Scheffler. You know, this isn't the Arnold Palmer Invitational. It's not the Phoenix Open. It's the Masters. And although I sort of think the way he just grabbed the opportunity to go world number one at the first available moment suggests he'll do the same here. You know, we all know what can happen. And he has, you know, he hit two very errant shots to the par fives birdied them both Um, but you know that's kind of how it's it's gone perfectly for him and it doesn't always so you know that 12th hole we saw it Jordan Speed made a six there yesterday stuff can happen um I'm I'm not one of these who thinks oh it's boring as a five-shot leader no 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 it's going to be a thrilling evening um and it will be tomorrow whatever the size of the lead so yeah looking forward to it and hopefully Shane can press on.
0: Definitely, and agree. Yeah, five shots. Yeah, it's a big advantage, but we're only halfway. And you're right. He might be world number one. He might be in incredible form, but different proposition as he tries to slip on that green jacket and pick up his first uh, major championship. Just a reminder as well: you can boost your odds once per day with a free My Odds Boost token, valid on the Masters. So boost your odds once a day, and that free My Odds Boost token uh, valid over the weekend. And please remember to uh, gamble responsibly. Uh, Dave, we'll let you get back to your COVID sick, but I hope you feel better soon. Um, best of luck to you both uh, for your tips for the weekend. And I uh, hope you've enjoyed our Masters uh, podcast. Well, we'll be back next month uh, for a special Golf Only Better podcast uh, for the next major championship, uh, the US PGA. So do join us for that. But from us all, we'll see you soon. Enjoy the weekend at Augusta National.